Welcome back to another episode of YouTube with the boys. Today we have a fantastic episode on your favorite YouTuber, Ranboo. Is this witchcraft? Probably. But you know what? Who am I to know? Witchcraft is probably everywhere. You know what? That's alright. As long as they help us make tastier cakes, I really do not mind having my soul taken. I do mind having my soul taken, actually. I prefer to keep my soul. Ranboo is like, unlike anything I have ever seen on the platform of YouTube or Twitch. He is an enigma. He is absolutely insane. I go to do an episode on the per most subscribed to person on Twitch. I think it'd be cool. People like him. And then I see, wait, he has only started his channel seven months ago on YouTube. And his Twitch even after that. How did he get to this point? My mind was completely blown. So then I'm like, okay, we're getting to the bottom of this. So then I start researching. And he's a Minecraft YouTuber through and through. He's gotten most of his prominence on the Dream SMP. That's what people know him. People love his interactions with Techno, Tubbo, Tommy in it, Dream, all your favorites. But still, how did he even get invited to the Dream SMP? These are the questions I wanted to answer. So I go, and I go and I look at his first video, which is seven months ago. That is literally later than I started this podcast. And he has at 1.64 million subscribers on YouTube, and he has like 90,000 subs on Twitch that are paying. So I go, and I see, hmm, what is the first video? And there's a Minecraft Skywars video, like four minutes. It was, it was pretty normal. It was actually a lot better than uh, some first videos I've seen. He already seemed like he knew a bit about YouTube. Like, he knew that how videos had to have, to have a pace. He knew that, like, they had to be quick, short, get to the point. He seemed really good on that front. It was one of the best first videos I've ever, I've ever seen, I'll be honest. But still, you know, I'm like, he had to grow somehow, and he couldn't just grow in the first video. Because in the first video, he explicitly says... One of my friends, one of my friends is going to be watching this, because she's, like, the only person that knows, like, this channel existed. And she, she's just going to be so confused. You're just going to be like, what the hell? So, uh, hello, you know who you are. Because <laughs> you're the only one that I've sent this channel to. So I was like, well, there's got to be like one person who knew. But if he doesn't tell anybody else, how'd he grow? And I also hear make references to people in the video, like Tommy Innit. And like, honestly, a 13-year-old would do that. I'm looking at you, Tommy Innit. So I'm like, so he, he, I know he likes the Dream S&P. They're his got to be something more on this. So I scroll farther and farther along, looking at his videos here and there, and he has a lot of, lot of good content. But then I get to see a video where he explains a lot, where it says, how I got 10,000 subs in two weeks. Now you may say, Mac, why don't I just go to that video right now? Well, you see, 10,000 subs in two weeks is also different from 1.64 million subscribers and most subscribers in Twitch in seven months, so you probably want the full story. So what he was saying, pretty much, is he reached out on TikTok, actually, to the Dream SMP community. And he said, blah, 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 I've making videos, if you guys can check them out, that'd be great, you know, support me. And people did, I mean, you've seen the community at work, when they put their mind to something, they can get something done. And that is exactly what they did in Ranboo's case. So they gave him less subscribers, we see maybe a, a thousand subscriber channel update, you know, like a week after he posted his first video but then you know he keeps going and going makes a little more videos and he's gaining traction now i believe this is where he moved to actually stream it he decided to i think start streaming and he had like 100 maybe like 50 to 100 viewers on his first stream which is insane really insane some streamers have been streaming for like one year two years and they only get like 20 viewers max so to do that first try is amazing 
he then gained more and more, still using TikTok as a weapon. It is really in this period of like the recent, I mean, year that we've seen TikTok be used as a weapon. So many creators uh, have blown up just from using TikTok to get people to, you know, oh, this guy looks like he's funny. I'm going to go watch him on YouTube. It is very effective, and this is a prime example. Another great example, if you're interested, is Molly VR. I think he's driven a lot of his audience. Same with Josh Dubs. All those VR guys have driven a lot of their audience through TikTok. But basically, he started gaining this following. And he's continuing to make Minecraft videos with, uh, you know, the spatula video. Me talking about spatula for 10 minutes. Uh, it's almost like uh, those, those COD videos with commentary. The first few I've seen is his first one was very Let's Play. You know, he played Skywars. But as he moved on, he is, uh, I beat Minecraft with a pickaxe. But then a few of them he started to get into a rhythm of explaining things with, like, uh, gameplay going on at the same time. Like how people kind of use old COD games sometimes when doing a video and just talking over it. It's like you're having a normal conversation, but if you get bored, there's some Minecraft parkour. That's how it seemed a lot of his videos started going. So then I believe there became a turning point where his TikTok started blowing up more and more. People compared him, as he said, to Walmart Technoblade, which he thought was funny. So I think he definitely was a fan of the Dream SFP. And that is when he adopted his famous crown. With the line, Like if the crown fits, wear it. Which has now become a bit of an iconic thing among the fans of the Dream SMP. So he's continued to this point, and now he's gained a following. He has people watching him on YouTube and Twitch, and it's already at a 10 times rapid rate than a normal YouTuber or streamer. This shows the powers of this community and what happens if you do reach out to them. So then we're continuing on, and then he just continues to make good content. The ability to do this is something I, I have never seen before. See, the thing about YouTube is generally, a lot of the time, you just grow naturally or organically. I mean, sure, people have blow-ups here and there, but still, it's a lot of times it's been after they've been doing it for a few years or so. So, most of the time, you're kind of able to get used to... Uh, the growth like you're able oh okay i have 20 viewers now i'm comfortable with that next maybe like two weeks later you have 50 oh that's a little more scary but i get that you know two a month later you have a hundred okay i think i can do this you kind of slowly and steadily rise with that uh with the crowd you can you know need it so now he, all of a sudden, got an influx of 10,000 subscribers, 20,000 subscribers, 100,000 subscribers, and he just met up with that. His content was able to reach a level that was good enough for that that fast that these uh, fans of the Dream SMP enjoyed. And that is an incredibly hard thing to do. I mean, I have been myself, I don't want to compare him to myself because he's obviously doing a great job. But I've been doing this podcast for a while now, and I have no idea how to upgrade my content. I keep trying to think of new ways, but it's a hard thing. So the fact that he was able to latch on to this momentum he was getting that was self-created. No one really shouted him out. He shouted himself out. And then he wrote off that, which is impressive in itself. And then he turned it into all of this. 
So then I think he got maybe some more interactions from some bigger streamers. Uh, puns, I remember, rated him, which was really big. But then, and then I got the thing like, Puns is watching your stream right now. And I was like, huh? So then I was like, oh shoot, I have to do something cool. I have to do something cool for, for puns. So then I started to speed bridge. Little did I know that actually, that would be the reason why I got raided. I actually got raided because he said, hey, if this kid falls, I'll raid him. Like he said, if this kid falls, then I'm going to raid him. And then I fell. So then he was like, okay. Then he decided to raid me. And then I just see started to see puns raid, puns raid, puns raid, puns raid. He dual tap L. And then eventually he gets onto the Dream SMP, which he has already claimed himself to be the king of. And then that changes. Once he's on the Dream SMP, Dream SMP people know him and they realize he's already got a fan base. And this is where his content starts getting really, really good. He gets 100,000 subscribers, keeps going and going and going. And all the way, he's making f funny videos, but I mean, they're not that fast of a rate, and they're pretty short. They're all like three minutes, nine minutes, five minutes, seven minutes. They're pretty short, and they're to the point. And I, he does subtitles, which I are, always think are important in the video. They are uh, very funny, and I just think they allow uh, the viewer to follow along more. And he keeps a pretty short editing style. And I think that uh, this is probably the best way to do it. And honestly, uh, short videos, I think, are good for small YouTubers. I mean, I do all my podcasts short, too, so you know I do like short content. But if you try to draw it on too much, then people are not going to like what they see, and they're going to click off. Now, if you do give them, like, a short video, they're going to be like, hmm, I want to see more of this, you know? Let me go investigate. And then they do go investigate. Now, if you give them long and it starts to get boring, they're like... And that video is okay. I don't need to really investigate back into that. So by doing these short videos, I think it is a very great way for him to keep quality content. And the funny thing is, his most popular videos are not video game videos. So I'm on his, I'm on his channel right now. And let, let, let's go to his most popular. His most popular are one. Rambo. Bakes some cereal. 3.4 million views. 100 subscribers. Uh, special. I built a chair. That is 3 million views. Rambo, Rambo bakes a cake. That was two weeks ago. 2.8 million views. Rambo spinning a chair. His, his uh, first gaming video in the popular is in fifth place. So his IRL stuff does really well. A million people decided to press the same button. So now I'm making a cake that can kill God. And uh, it's all pretty short. Everything is under seven minutes. Which is really surprising because everybody keeps going on about this 10-minute formula. And it seems like we found someone who has beat it. And now that you've kind of got the story, and I think he got the most Twitch subscribers, by the way. Because one, people really like his stream. He's uh, entertaining. And uh, he interacts with a lot of fun people. And uh, he also kind of did it through a charity thing where he donated a lot of the subscribers, like the payment he got from them uh, to a charity. I forgot which one. Uh, Editing Mac. Ranbu raised over $100,000 for the Trevor Project, a charity that helps with suicide prevention and crisis intervention. So, uh, that was really nice of him in a fun way, but he got gifted, like, I think it was like 50,000 subs in the day, but it was really cool. And I think I really respect him for doing this 
I think it's hard not to. I mean, you could say that, you know, and he was given this and given that, but no, he was self-made. He, he literally advertised for himself. Now, the interesting things about Rambo. Number one, his style. One funny thing about Rambo is a lot of things are really scuffed. Because, you know, he literally became a YouTuber seven months ago. But it, I think it's like probably like two weeks, feels like two weeks for him. So a lot of his th- thumbnails and his just page in general are super scuffed. His, uh, his icon is just the word Rambo in a Comic Sans font that's tilted. His banner is Rambo Comic Sans font. His first, a lot of his thumbnails are Comic Sans, just over a background with like a word and maybe a picture. Half of them are just literally stock photos with his face and another another YouTuber's face photoshopped over them. And half of them, all these stock photos, have logos on them. He's literally grabbing stock photos for his thumbnail with logos. Like, there's one with a boxing that has a stock photo logo. Another one with a megaphone that has a stock photo logo. Where the image of his head is literally clipping over the megaphone in the thing. And it almost became part of his style. I haven't seen a stock photo uh, one in the last five videos. I'd like to see it. I think it's funny at this point that he's kind of owned it. But I don't know. It's just an interesting scuffed thing. Because you have all these YouTubers in this day and age. People like Mr. Beast saying everything has to be perfectly two to T to get viral. And obviously Mr. Beast is ten times more viral than Rambo. But still you have someone doing successful with six minute videos. As well as literally stock photo logos over their thumbnail. So yeah, I would find that hilarious. And super interesting that he was able to do that. And kind of hope he does another one. I don't know if he's going to get a thumbnail editor at one point. It would be funny if he doesn't. But I still think it's hilarious. Now the other interesting thing, continuing on, is he is a masked YouTuber. Faceless. So the rise of masked and faceless YouTubers in the past months has been really, really interesting. We've had Corpse, we've had Dream, and now we've had Rambo. There have been a lot of people who have now showed up without faces, and a lot of people have gotten behind him. Now, he has showed a lot more of his face uh, than Rambo, not Rambo, than Dreamer Corpse. Uh, he, his usual getup, per se, is he dresses in a suit, and uh, he has very long hair. He wears sunglasses, uh, a split black and white mask to match his like Minecraft character, which also wears a suit and is half Enderman, half skeleton. Sorry, I forgot the lore there wrong uh and then uh he pretty much wears a suit tie and a crown that's what he looks like and gloves so he literally no one knows what his eyes look like his mouth looks like he's relatively young around 17 which is you know sad because it makes me think about my life but uh impressive that he's doing it at that age while faceless and i don't know i think the reason why he's faceless I think he said now he doesn't want to show people because that would like take away the mystery. I would assume privacy like everybody. I feel like part of it is that like the fact that I don't have a face reveal, right? Is like is interesting, you know. It's something it's something to like talk about. So it's just like if I show my face then then I might have to rely more on my like 
I have to like I have to rely on my looks and like ugh, ugh. <laughs> but again I do think it's fascinating how it has grown to this point where faceless YouTubers are now a trend. I remember PewDiePie made fun of it a few months ago, but it's really true, man. Faceless YouTubers are definitely a thing now, and they've exploded. Which is very interesting to me, because I don't necessarily always put faceless YouTubers at my top. I like to feel a personal connection. But if they're well-edited and the person is funny, it doesn't matter, man. So, uh, it definitely is fun to see that you can still keep your privacy and uh, do that well. But I must say, that seems like an awful outfit to choose just at the beginning. Like, awful. Now, I'm not saying it's awful because I think it's a like, dumb ring thing. But every time he has to film a video, he has to wear a suit, tie, mask, glasses, and a crown. And a suit pants. That seems like it would be so hot and uncomfortable. Can you imagine, like, every time you have to go on camera for something... You have to, oh, I'm going to tie a tie, you know, put on my glasses, put on the mask, even though I'm in my own house. I don't know how he hasn't gotten tired of a mask already. Like, maybe like a bandana or something, or a ski mask with glasses. He could have changed it up maybe that way. But no, a suit, too. I was just like, oh, okay, man. I just feel like that would be super hot and stuff. So, I mean, I guess it is what it is, but I feel like if you do any IRL stuff that is extended, it would just get, like, super, super annoying and frustrating. So, I think I heard him once in one clip, actually, talk about how he had to, you know, go off camera for a second because uh, his mask and was annoying him and hard to breathe in. But, I don't know, it's just funny to me because I guess my attire would have been, like, pajamas or something. But I, I think that's uh, fascinating, too. And another thing I find really interesting as well is just I talked about getting, you know, thrown into all of this YouTube and knowledge-wise, but he's also thrown into all of this, like, like, lore in community-wise. This dude comes into this, and all of a sudden, he has to deal with uh, this horde of fans who are all expecting top-notch content. He is now interacting with, he's, I think, 16, 17, he's now interacting with uh, creators that are five years older than him and stuff like that, six years older than him. Even though he definitely has friends his own age, like Tubbo, but like, he now has to interact with this new, all these creators who are, used to be his heroes, as like I said, he mentioned Tommy in, in his very first video, and now he's interacting with him. So to make that jump from viewer to creator must be terrifying, man. Like, to all of a sudden have this responsibility to keep people entertained, while all balancing, I would assume, schoolwork and other life activities is impressive, terrifying, and you just want to be, you make an opportunity out of it, so I respect him, like, a lot, like, this is a community that is super, from what I've seen, I, I won't technically call myself part of the community, I'm more of an observer for a dist from a distance, but, uh, from what I've seen, this community is definitely loving and caring and defensive over its creators, but they also expect a lot, because the creators have given a lot. Dream, Techno, Tommy, Wilbur. They have given a lot, you know, month after month, event after event on the Dream SMP. Content, video after video. They've given a lot over and over and over. So, I mean, I think they have grown to expect a lot. So, going into an area like that where you know, you know, if the people love you, they will love you. 
and that love will also be unfiltered, which is scary to have that much people look up to you, make all this fan art about you, talk about you. That's that's a lot, man. That's quick fame. And uh, on the other hand, you all of a sudden have this almost burden on your shoulders, I would assume, that you have to make content that people like. You have to put, you know, your mark on this. You got to change it up, which I don't know. That seems hard and funny, but it's tough, man. I would assume it's tough. I try my best myself, but to have such a wider range of people where you're just all of a sudden, okay, you should know what to do now. I don't think that's easy, and I think that's amiable he was able to get to this point because his growth was just so rapid that, I mean... He spiked like 50,000 followers in like five days or something. The dude got like um, 500,000 channel views in like a week or something. He's just continuing to gain more and more and more. And he has to keep up with it, like I said. And keep up with a community that expects a lot. And deal with drama and other issues. Which is hard to do if you're just into the game. Especially with now everybody caring about your opinion and looking to see if you slip up. So I have the utmost respect for what he's doing. And he's already released U2s in March and all of that. And charity events. And I think he's made a lot of good friends along the way. Because he seems to be very close with Tubbo and Dami and a few other people. And... I don't know. I I just hope it's actually a genuine relationship because you would definitely need a buddy to go throughout this endeavor. So I I think, I mean, at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is good luck to him. I think he was almost a very good person to be put in this position. Not many people could do what he did in so well and get to a point of such popularity. He took skill in doing that. He took hard work and he did it right. I would love to see more from him I don't know why I, I mean I, I I haven't watched too many of his streams I've obviously tried to tune in to get a feel for him but I want to see I don't know a bit of a larger scale project a lot of his videos have kind of been short like funny clips going to the Little Nas X Roblox concert him and Tubbo watching Nintendo Direct and then you know them messing around in a game I do want to see, I think, something a bit more structured and thematic. Something that has kind of a running theme. Like, the story of my pets on the Dream SMP, that wasn't bad. That had a running theme, but still felt kind of random. Like, fine, 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 fine. Okay, we won't we won't call it hostage. We'll just call it forced adoption. It's adopted. It's your, it's your yeah. child. It, this is my child. I- He's really good at making videos, but I'd like to see a project more than a video. I think I May Have Ruined Funny was a really good one. They had a video idea. They executed it pretty well. It was funny the whole time. It still felt kind of random with his commentary in that, but there was a theme going throughout it. So I definitely would like to see the continuation of that theme for him to make, I don't know, things more a bit focused. Obviously, that's hard to do if you have no experience, like I was saying before, but I think he can do it, and I think a lot of people are expecting things from him. The ILL stuff definitely is funny, but I don't know exactly where you could go with this. Maybe just make more and more elaborate things, but that's the top on its own. Uh, I think he definitely... He, I've seen him do a really good job on Tubbo's channel. I did Tubbo two weeks ago, and uh, 
every time that I had seen him on Tabo's channel, he was always really good, really funny. Tabo usually brought a lot more focused ideas, and he was funny in those focused ideas. So I don't know if those would appeal to his viewers uniquely, but I, I think they'd be really good, because I think he can keep that randomness element while still making it a focused video. And I think that would be the way, the next step for his content to evolve. That's where I see him going. At the end of the day, though, the dude has done a lot and a lot of good. I'd be really interested. That would be one of the people I'd love to talk to. Because I just think that someone who's making this rise so fast may still have a viewer perspective. Which I'd be really interested to get to just, you know, hear that about that switch. Uh, but, uh, no. Uh, I have nothing but respect for him, as I said before. And I really want to see him succeed in the future. And just, you know, use this following and make the best of it. And, you know, ride off this momentum that he has been having. And I think he can do that and make his videos maybe more applicable to people outside the Dream fandom. Because I think at that point, if he does that, he'll be unstoppable. Because obviously the Dream SMP fandom is unstoppable in itself. But he's if he's able to gather those outside viewers, I think he has a really good chance of becoming a massive, massive YouTuber. He already is. He's the most scratchy person on Twitch, for Pete's sake. But, you know. Uh... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, thank you guys so much for your support on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I love all your comments on all of that. Uh, if you like the podcast, if you want to head over to Apple Podcasts and rate it, that would be really helpful. On Spotify, if you just give it a follow, that's really nice in itself. I appreciate all of it, and I just think it's awesome that you guys love to listen to this. I am, I've been trying to get guests. I'm going to keep trying because I, I want someone that you guys will enjoy hearing about, so I'm trying to make it a good person, and uh, I'm trying my best to do that and make content that you guys really like. But I appreciate the support to the end of the earth. I'm starting to upload a lot of uh, the videos onto YouTube if you would prefer to watch there. It's just audio at, you know... Uh, pretty much with, like, a sound thing over at the, like, shows, you know, the waves of what I'm talking. But if you would like an actual way, like, cut down structure clip video, you know, let me know. Um, try to get this podcast out there to more people. I really hope you guys like it. Like I said, again, if you like it, if, you know, follow and, and uh, leave a comment and a good rating, an Apple podcast that would help, or just follow on Spotify. That would be really much appreciated. Uh, thank you, guys. I will see you next time.